Hey podcast people, how's it going? Azra in the Language Nerd here. Hope you're doing very, very well on this fine Monday afternoon or whatever day and time it is for you right now as you're listening to this podcast episode. I'm your host as per usual, Azrin the Language Nerd. You can find me primarily on Facebook, Instagram, Snapchat, YouTube, LinkedIn, TikTok, and of course on Twitter. My username on all these platforms is identical. It is at polyglotazrin. That is spelled P-O-L-Y-G-L-O-T-A-Z or Z depending on your country, R-E-N. You can also simply search Azrin the Language Nerd on whatever your favorite social network is. Again, that is spelled A-Z or Z-R-E-N, the Language Nerd. And welcome to another podcast episode. I'm very, very excited, as per usual, to be recording this one here. So I want to basically answer a few different questions that have come from a podcast listener and also one of my students. Let me read the question to you here. The person goes, uh, says the following. Since the new year, I have been taking studying pretty seriously for the first time ever. And I am writing down a lot of new vocabulary and verbs as I watch videos and other materials. However, I wonder if A, I should also be practicing speaking on a daily basis. B, I should have some kind of system to use the vocabulary and verbs that I've written down. Um, This is because most of what I write down, I do not recall, although I do recognize it. And C, wondering if I should spend more time on practicing the things I know and less time on consuming quote unquote new vocabulary and verbs. And then they continued and said, to give you an idea, I have 50 plus pages of notes. Spanish is on the left side. The English translation is on the right. In the past, I would go through these notes and test myself by looking at the English and trying to come up with a Spanish translation. Tedious? Incredibly. Effective? I'm not sure. I don't think it was. Thanks for any insight. So let's dive into some of these questions here. There's some really good stuff that I think can help a lot of different people that are listening to this podcast. First of all, should you, she asked, should I be practicing speaking on a daily basis? I think, yeah, I think it's a good idea. I don't think you necessarily have to, but incorporating some speaking, speaking in conversation practice, speaking, I I think it's a good idea. I think, yeah, for sure. If you have the time to do so, go for it. I think especially in in this particular scenario, um, (coughs) excuse me, the person who sent the email, I know a little bit about them. They're living in Spain and their target language is Spanish. Um, So I think generally speaking for most people, doing regular speaking practice is a, you know, is not necessarily a bad idea. (laughs) Um, In terms of question B, which is, should you have a system for using the vocabulary and, and verbs that you've written down? Um, I think, yeah, having a system for it is a good idea. Now, the system is going to be very different for everybody, right? There's not necessarily going to be a single system that works for every single person, which therefore means that you're going to have to find your own system to figure out what works for you to help you remember a lot of the vocabulary and verbs that, that you've written down. So myself, for example, let me share my system. This is what works for me personally. So what I do is for Mandarin, which is the the main language I'm learning right now, I have a specific app that I use, which is a dictionary, but it's a dictionary that allows you to make flashcards with the new words that you look up. So I'll make flashcards out of the new words I look up and I, I don't actually review them very often. I probably review it, I don't know, three times a year. So I did once like the other day, uh, basically very sporadically when I have time, I will go through some of the old, the words and I'll kind of test myself with those flashcards. 
I usually do very poorly. I've usually forgotten most of the words that were in there, but it's a great review. I'll be like, oh yeah, that was a word that I knew once upon a time. Right, oh my goodness, right? So that's one thing I do, and, it, and it's reasonably effective, I suppose. The other thing I do is on my phone, I have a master notes file, which is if I learn a word by talking to someone in real life, I will write it down in the master notes file. And basically I have a whole list of this like 200 plus things in this note file on my phone. This, when I learn things in, in person, I don't put them in the dictionary because I learned it in person. So I just ask the person what it means or I can figure out what it means and I just write it down. So those words I just put into my note file and then I might write some example sentences just so I know what I meant when I wrote the when I, when I, when I wrote the new word down. And so those are kind of my two systems. And then ever again, every now and then I will review the words that are in the master note file in my in my phone. So that's on the tracking side of things. That's how I track a lot of the new words and new things that I'm learning. And then I do a little bit of review, a couple, you know, I don't know, three to ten times a year, something like that. Um, on the notes that are in the dictionary app and on my actual note file on the phone. Now, some of you might be wondering, well, Azrin, that doesn't sound very effective. Like you even said yourself, you fail the review test when you do it, when you do the review flashcard test on your dictionary app. And yeah, it's true. I actually don't, that, that's not really what helps you remember. For me, my biggest system is I am always listening to a lot of videos, songs, and things online, and I'm always talking to different people. I've, I'll, try and, I'll try and make friends, and I'm always talking to different people, I'm always listening. And so what happens is that as I'm learning more words, as I'm increasing my vocabulary, I coincidentally hear a lot of the words and come across a lot of the words in my day-to-day -day life. A great example was just yesterday, actually. Um, so let's backtrack. I, I listened to a song like four months ago, and there's this expression about something being completely unbelievable. It was an expression in Mandarin, like an idiom. And I was like, oh, I didn't really get it. I kind of got it. And I was like, oh, okay, I kind of get it. Cool. Never really stuck in my mind. I would hear it in the, in the song and always kind of forget what it meant. I'd look it up like, oh, yeah, that thing, right. But then I heard it again in some Netflix show. And I was like, oh, it's that thing. Oh, my God, that's the thing. I heard that once. What does it mean? I was like, oh, my God, I'm hearing it. That's crazy. And then I looked it up again. I was like, oh yeah, that word. Oh my God, people actually use it in real life, not just in songs. Blew my mind. And then I heard it again and I heard someone else say it. And then I was like, oh, right. I remember that now. So I didn't have to, I didn't actually go back and review it. I didn't have to, but by me con consistently, con constantly, you know, engaging with Mandarin on a regular basis, multiple times a week, if not every day, um, in casual ways sometimes, not even very serious ways, like sitting down and studying. In fact, I do very little actually sitting down and studying, not a crazy amount um, in comparison to some people. Um, but by actually using it daily, listening for stuff, that ends up being a good review because by coincidence, I'll hear or come across the words that are on my list. And I'll be like, oh, I think I studied that. Usually I don't remember it right away, but then I'll go into my note file on my phone and, and, and look and be like, oh my God, that word's on my notes. I clearly did learn that once. Wow. And that's kind of my, my system. That's where my review kind of comes from. There's another thing I do as well. I make, I make a specific point to use certain words and phrases that I keep forgetting. I'll be like, oh my God, that's a really good phrase. And I could use that, but I always forget it. 
I'm going to make sure in my day-to-day -day conversations, because remember, I'm always kind of using my languages and, and in interacting with them and listening to them and things like that. I'm like, I'm going to make sure I use that today or tomorrow or this week. And I'm going to definitely do that. And then I give myself a high five when I do. So that's kind of my system, quote unquote. It's maybe not as structured as some other people's system. It is definitely, there are definitely these periods where, you know, I might've learned 50 words and I don't remember those 50 words till a year and a half later <laughs> because I didn't review them at all. And I was kind of hoping to hear it in real life situations, which is kind of how I review. That might, that may or may not work for everyone else, but that's my system. So you've got to find your system and that helps you, um, you know, remember and internalize a lot of the vocabulary, words, etc., that you have written down. The last thing I'll say on this topic is just understand that, you know, when you write a new word down, you're going to forget it within like eight minutes. <laughs> almost guaranteed. You're going to forget it within like seven minutes, 10 minutes, 12 minutes, almost guaranteed. And then if I asked you 10 minutes later, what was that word again? You'd be like, uh, I don't remember. <laughs> so However you learned that if you learned a new word, especially if you learned it by listening to a podcast, reading a book, whatever it is, I highly encourage you go back and reread that section, re-watch that part, like do something to get that into your mind. Um, I think it's a real a little bit of a hack that can help. Now, the third question that, that my, my student and podcast listener asked is, should I spend more time on practicing things I know and less time on consuming new vocabulary and verbs? Um, this is a very common question. I get this a lot. My perspective is not necessarily. I think you should be spending your time on on both. One thing that I've, in my personal experience so far, you know, both for me learning and in terms of, you know, observing other, other learners, I think what happens is when you start to only practice stuff you know and you don't really spend time on consuming new things, you, something happens and you stop learning. I don't know why. I don't know if it's a boredom thing. I don't know why it happens, but I have noticed when you keep practicing the same thing and don't introduce anything new, something weird happens to your mind and you stop learning. A lot of people do anyway. So my take is try it if you want to see what happens. My, from my experience, I don't know if that's a great idea. I don't think it is based on what I've seen. Um, however, maybe there is some value in saying, okay, instead of spending 90% of my time consuming new things and 10% consuming things, or sorry, practicing things I already have learned, maybe you split that a little bit differently. Maybe it is more 60-40, 70-30, you know, 30-70. Like maybe you do split the time up differently. <coughs> Excuse me, my throat's a little bit funny today. But uh, yeah, maybe you split those things up differently and uh, and that, that'll be effective for you. Um, and then I'll make a comment on the last little note here that, that the student wrote is to give you an idea, I have 50 pages of notes, Spanish on the left, English translations on the right. And in the past, I would test myself by looking at the English and coming up with Spanish translation. So that kind of exercise, right? I mean, so I think it's not necessarily a bad thing. I think you can do that. That's great. Sure, you want to write stuff down, test yourself by translating. Absolutely, go nuts. That's okay. But it's not going to be enough for you to really internalize it. It's one step, it's one tool, it's one thing you can do, but it's not gonna be the be all and end all where you're like, oh my God, I did that seven times and now I got it. That's not how it's gonna work. That's just gonna be one little step. For me, often I find I need lots of examples for me personally, and I do find for other students as well, lots of examples of how certain words, phrases, etc., are used often are gonna be the thing that, that helps it stick. In fact, something hit my mind right now 
a real life example, which is very recent for me that I shared on this podcast. Let's go back to that Mandarin, that Mandarin expression about something being unbelievable or incredible. I cannot tell you how many times I heard that expression in the song that I was listening to. I heard it so many times and I forgot 90% of the time. <laughs> like I would be like, oh yeah, it's that expression. I don't remember what it means, but good song. Or I'd be like, what does it mean? Look it up. Oh yeah, that thing, right. But I forgot ev almost every single time. You know, that's like when you test yourself out of your notebook. You know, you're probably gonna test yourself. Sometimes you'll remember, often you'll forget. It's a, you're doing the same activity to review. Just like I was doing. I was doing the same activity, listening to the song, hearing that expression, and most of the time forgetting what it meant. And to be honest, even when I did remember, like probably after listening to it 100 times or 50 times, as I'm thinking back, actually, I did remember the word more and more often, but I didn't, I, I remembered it not at a deep level, meaning I would be like, oh, that's that word. And I'd memorize the translation, but I would not have been able to use it. If someone used it in real life, I would have been like, what the heck is that again? Oh, it's that expression. And the thing that really made that expression stick in my mind was hearing it in a different context by a real person and a TV show using it in a real context. And that was what helped, helped me lock that in. And really, I heard it two or three times in the same series in different contexts. I was like, oh yeah, that expression, now I got it. So what happened was I heard the expression in one sentence, which was in the song, and hearing it in one sentence kind of helped, but it didn't really stick until I heard it in two, three, four more different sentences in that specific Netflix series that I was watching. So different scenarios of hearing the same word or expression is often gonna help those things really stick into your mind. It's not just about, you know, doing a translation exercise. That's one scenario. Fantastic, high five, good job. You need 10 more. <laughs> and that's gonna kind of lead me to the final point of this podcast, which is that, um, you know, this is something I've, I've always thought about, but I've had a difficult time articulating, but I'll try my best. So one of the things that I believe we have to be very careful of is when you try to be way too strategic with your language learning, I, I question the effectiveness of it. I question the effectiveness of being, of being overly strategic and overly analytical. I question. I actually think there's benefit in, in taking a step back and actually relaxing 10 to 20%. For many people, I think there's, it makes sense to take a step back, relax 10 to 20%, take some pressure off and, and understand that it's, and I don't even know what the word I'm looking for. I'm not even really sure what that is. I think it's just taking some pressure off yourself, but still putting in some a lot of that effort and not worrying if this strategy that you tried led to the result or not, or if this thing is exactly working in this moment or not. I was thinking about it recently, like when I studied, when I, a lot of my past Mandarin study, you know, I mean, it was effective, but there's certain things that definitely weren't, but at the time that's what felt right. And if I, if I could go back, there's certain things that I probably might, I probably would have done differently per se. But at the same time, as I say that out loud, I know that if I went back, even if I went back and did them differently and I came back to the future, I'd be like, oh my God, I really shouldn't have done that. Actually, my first decision was right. I just thought the first decision was wrong. So you never actually know the alternative. You never know, you never know if what you did was the right decision or wrong decision. You just know the current results and then you think, oh, I shouldn't have done that. Actually, you don't know because if you went back and changed it, sure, maybe things would have been, been better. Maybe things would have been worse. 
Maybe things would have been the same. Maybe things would have been better, but it would have led to another side circumstance, a side thing that happened as a result of you making that different decision that you're like, oh shoot, I got way better at speaking by doing that, but my writing is crap. I'm not happy. I don't like that. I don't like working on writing. I don't, I'm not happy with that, that trade-off, right? So it's kind of like that whole butterfly effect, right? So anyway, all that to say that put a lot of the effort in, try, you know, be strategic, absolutely do the things that you feel are right, be analytical, all of that. But at the same time, sometimes I think there's value in taking a breath and saying, okay, everything doesn't have to be super effective or I don't have to put that, that's not true. I don't have to put my, that crazy, I don't have to put a crazy amount of mental pressure on myself at all times. It's okay sometimes. Let's take 10 to 20% pressure off of my mind. Anyway, I, I got to take off here. Hopefully that was helpful to the podcast people and we will talk very, very soon. Bye for now. See you.